Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I just think, you know, the minute the Bills stopped trying to take that dog out of Josh Allen, that, that rushing element out of his game, he morphed immediately back into a, an MVP caliber player, and the Bills shot up to the number two seed. I just, is that a big coincidence? I just don't think it is. Now, they, they're, they're certainly, you can also toss into all this. Now, six wins in a row, you can throw just simple confidence in there, too, I think. Um, you're not, it's, it's hard to find yourself, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, more confident uh, heading into a division hour on game than winning six in a row. Welcome to the show. It's the Bills Wire podcast. It's great to have you with us. Ryan O'Leary here, joined, as always, by Nick Woten, the managing editor of USA Today's Bills Wire. You can support the show by leaving a quick rating and review, and of course, subscribing on your favorite platform. Doing so will keep you up to date on our latest episodes throughout the playoffs, maybe even into the Super Bowl and beyond. Nick, what's good, my man? You ready to talk playoffs? We are ready, locked in. Um, not locked into uh, you know our homes anymore, thankfully, uh, with the way things are going at Buffalo lately. But without the travel bans, maybe a little bit better. But still, a nice nice week to uh, to be uh, following the Bills after that win against the Steelers. It's been a kind of an up and down year, obviously a roller coaster ride for the Bills. And around midseason, I asked you what was the biggest thing that you learned about the team through their struggles, and you said that they were a team without an identity. Uh, and I'm wondering now that we're on a six game win streak, including that win over the Steelers, if you think they have found one, like what have you learned most about the bills now over the last six games that have gotten them to this point hosting in the divisional round, uh, as the number two seed, like, what do you, do you think they found that identity they were searching for earlier in the year? Yeah. I mean, of course the running the ball with Allen has certainly been a change of pace. Um, I, it seems like maybe the plan with Ken Dorsey was to get away from that or not rely on that as much. And Joe Brady just kind of said to hell with that. And that's, that's sort of been a part of their identity. And I think kind of in just one of those uh, revisionist kind of ways, it appears that, you know, the big slam piece on McDermott kind of uh, rallied the troops and rallied the team. And uh, you know, uh, you, you can kind of almost envision Sean McDermott bringing up some, some takeaways from that, um, that piece and uh, and uh, using it as motivation for the team somehow. Uh, I mean, God, there's so many words in there. <laughs> there's so much written in there to remember yes. what exactly that could yes. be. But uh, yeah, it, it probably had something to do with that. Probably something to do with the uh, the the slam piece. They're um, kind of uh, rallying the troops, and that kind of is the team identity now, like us against them. The Josh Allen rushing thing, I think, is hard to ignore. Right. My take on this is when Josh Allen gets going in the run game. He gets the defense on its heels. It gets the Bills going. I think a big thing with their offense is the tempo gets going. Even if they're not in a hurry-up mode, there's just a pace to their offense when they get rolling. I think Josh running the football definitely helps that. I just think you know the minute the Bills stop trying to take that dog out of Josh Allen, that that rushing element out of his game, he morphed immediately back into an MVP-caliber player, and the Bills shot up to the number two seed. I just is that a big coincidence? I just don't think it is. Now they they're they're certainly you can also toss into all this now six wins in a row you can throw just simple confidence in there too I think um, it, you're not it's 
it's hard to find yourself, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, more confident uh, heading into a division hour on game than winning six in a row. Um, maybe, you know, the undefeated Patriots uh, were the only team maybe more confident at this point of a season and the last time I can remember how many years ago that was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just all of this uh, – all of this that we've been saying plus confidence is has been a deadly weapon for the Bills. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, and I think the one thing the Bills have going for them compared to that Patriots team that was 16-0 and in the regular season is that that Patriots team was starting to slowly run out of steam, uh, and they had probably already played their best football. I don't think the Bills have played their best game yet. So that's, that's one thing they have in their back pocket, right? I mean, even throughout this six-game win streak, Nick, it has not been perfect, right? They're a team that has been able to kind of overcome – their own poor play at times in some of these games uh, and overcome some mistakes and, you know, a bunch of turnovers in that Miami game early, right? Like uh, the blocked field goal against the Steelers where that game was in control, but then all of a sudden the Steelers kind of sneak their way back in it, get, get within a score, right? You just have to wonder once, once they do finally put four quarters together, what's it going to look like, right? It, it'll probably look pretty good um, when they do just going back to that Josh Allen rushing thing. I just had some stats I want to throw out there. We have an eight-game sample size now with Joe Brady calling the offense. Uh, and just and before I talk about Josh Allen rushing and, and Joe Brady, I mean, I would just say this, Nick. Joe Brady in the box watching Josh Allen rush for touchdowns is all of us watching Josh Allen during a playoff game. Yeah. You know, his reaction, I mean, that was yeah, that was awesome, right? Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, these Bills offensive coordinators, man, they like to be up in that booth and they like to get some reactions uh, on camera. It's like they endorsed it about the exact opposite. It's so. like they're 10 Red Bulls deep. You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, either, yeah they way, gotta either, be. either they're fired up or they're pissed. But yeah, Joe, Joe Brady watching Josh Allen rush the football is, is all of us. But in eight games with Joe Brady calling the plays, Josh Allen, 71 carries, 352 yards, nine touchdowns. And in 10 games with Ken Dorsey, so two more games, Allen rushed for less yards, 246. Almost a hundred. Oh, that's more than a hundred less, and seven touchdowns, less touchdowns. So, under Joe Brady, Josh Allen's rushing for almost fifty yards a game and over a touchdown per game. It's just not a coincidence uh, that Allen is running more, the Bills are winning more, and I just think those two things are are tied together. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I, certain things too that have been there all year. I'll say, like uh, really, the play in the trenches on both sides of the ball have been surprisingly good. Um, I always have said, well, you know, nothing but good things have to be are, are said about Deion Dawkins, and he does great things in the community and everything like that. But really, aside from him, like the offensive line, in my opinion, hasn't been good in years. Um, Mitch Morse, the center, was a lightning rod for attention because they paid him a lot of money in terms of centers. I think at one point he was the second highest paid center in the league, and I just thought the offensive line wasn't very good. And then this year they come in with Von Miller, who's supposed to lead the way. And then uh, since his since his knee and since his off-field stuff has not recorded a sack this year, he played pretty well last game, but just didn't get a sack. Um, but both both sides of the ball have been, and I think that the continuity that the Bills have had in the offensive line, in terms of, you know, I think Connor McGovern went down last week, and he was the first player on the offensive line that's gone down this season. And then the defensive line too, just you know. Leonard Floyd's been that veteran that we thought Von Miller was going to be. And then AJ Epinesov's been playing well and, and he, he Greg Rousseau and we're, we're having real flashes and, and Oliver, of course, and the cattle, I forget him. Um, he's playing great. And uh, yeah. Uh, so those underlying things have also been good throughout the year. I will say that, but uh, as we were saying before, you know, the, the NFL in 2023, 2024, you're living and dying with what your quarterback is doing. Really? You are. Um, it's great to have one of the best quarterbacks in the world. And that's, that's what the Bills have 
The problem in this matchup is they're going up against, I think, the consensus best quarterback of the world, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, some interesting little storylines here as we get into Chiefs uh, Bills Sunday late afternoon window in Buffalo. Bills three point favorites. That line has not moved. It's been sitting there at three points. Uh, and then you know the old thing with uh, on the sports books, Nick, uh, right? Is you get three points for having home field advantage, right? So they're basically saying it's a coin flip. Yep. Um, yep. Which I would agree with uh, in this game. The total I think was at forty six. It's now down to forty five and a half. It's coming down. Uh, I don't mind the under in this game. I think that's that's a pretty good one. We can get into that as well here in a minute. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes first career road playoff game. He's only played at Arrowhead or the Super Bowl in his career. An unbelievable little stat. Uh, It's crazy. And also, obviously, a rematch of that game this regular season where Kadarius Toney helped save the Bills' season by lining up offsides in the neutral zone on a potential game-winning Chiefs touchdown. If the Chiefs win that game, Buffalo might not be here right now, but uh, never mind the fact that the Bills did win that game. They won out, and now they're hosting this game against the Chiefs. It's just what a huge swing that Kadarius Toney play um, ends up being. But... Nick, I think the big storyline for the Bills going into this one is, yes, A, on a winning streak at home, and I don't think they've played their best football yet, so if their best four quarters are ahead of them, it could be a good thing for the Bills. But also, injury situation, not pretty, right? Especially on defense. They played the Steelers without Razul Douglas and Taylor Rapp on D. They didn't play with Gabe Davis on offense. Then they had a bunch of injuries in-game, right? Terrell Bernard, Carted off the field. I know you wrote about him on Bill's Wire recently. I'll get you to update us there. I, I guess we got some decent news, but it, it felt like he had a broken leg on the field. So yeah, um, yeah. if he doesn't, that's a good thing because he's a key player. But they lost, you know, Balen Specter. They lost Christian Benford. They lost Taron Johnson. They lost the freaking punter for a time there with a hamstring yeah. in the game. So it was, uh, it was a tough game injury wise for the Bills. They've had a ton of injuries all season, and it's just the question is at what point do you just lose the war on attrition, right? Uh, th- so. I think there's two th- there's two factors at play here. The Bills are playing with confidence, and they're on this hot winning streak, and they're probably uh, ready to peak right now, right? We, ha- we haven't seen them peak this season, and maybe that's coming, and that's exciting. Also, you have all the injuries on the back end that could hurt you against the best quarterback in, in the world. So uh, what do you think about that, this injury situation on defense? Uh, it's been a storyline all year. Unfortunately, it continues. Yeah, I guess it, it keeps continuing, and it really is worrying me this this week. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, Terrell Bernard, like you said, it, it, his initial scans—you know, all they can really do at the stadium is do X-rays. You know, they don't have—I mean, they have great uh, great means there, but you know, it's not a hospital, so guys still got to go get uh, checked out. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, Sean McDermott is not going to give us any update. Uh, the best news that happened in Sean McDermott's life recently is that being a negative because now he can just beat around the bush with how hurt Bernard is, which you know he's going to do. Of course. We're not going to hear a single thing all week about how terrible Bernard is. He's day to day. Until we see on Saturday if AJ Klein is called up from the practice squad, which I think is probably going to be the case because if the guy's, you know, ankle or leg isn't broken, he still was carted off the field. That still doesn't look good uh, to play, you know, less than a week later um, or. Yeah, less than a week later. Excuse me. I, I keep forgetting the game was on Monday. I keep wondering all week as we record here on a Wednesday. I'm like, why does it feel like I'm behind? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because the game was moved to Monday. So everything work-related is kind of in a shortened week for me here. Um, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, I, I think that these injuries are definitely concerning now, especially Bernard. Um, you know, he's he's really – he's he's played, you know, like a generational 
first year starting middle linebacker basically for this team, which is made up for a lot of other injuries. And I mean, you know, the I, it still feels like such a big bounce the Bills got last week with Kyrie Elam taking a couple terrible penalties, and then yeah, he bails it out with a touchdown. But like, you know, what's what's going to happen against Patrick Mahomes? Like, he's not Mason Rudolph. Like, you you you, you do those penalties against Patrick Mahomes, you're you're not taking seven off the board. You're allowing seven. So that's basically a 14 point swing right there. Um, and, and still, I mean, Russell Douglas, he, he, McDermott made kind of a Monday comment that Terrell Dodson is maybe further along than Russell Douglas is in terms of health. And, you know, Dodson is kind of a guy that's, let's, let's just say bluntly, he's not as important as Russell Douglas when you're about to go up against Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, those two injuries on the, on the back end there are, are a, bit, a bit concerning for me, at least. Um, I guess I guess we're gonna see in our predictions where we're going with this one. <laughs> yeah, and and I do. Uh, I don't want to get too doom and gloom. I know this is how this is how it works, right? Especially with Bills fans. Like Bills fans are gonna fear the worst, uh, and and that's just what it's gonna be like until the Bills finally win it, right? So you're just gonna fear the worst, and and I get why Bills fans would be nervous about this game with the injuries and Patrick Mahomes. Let me throw this at you though. This is just a a gut take on why we could feel good about the Bills defense given the injuries Nick I'm going to throw this at you and get your reaction okay number one you know the Chiefs you know the Chiefs right you play them every freaking year Um, Mm -hmm. so that's that's one thing and the Chiefs personnel it's not like you got a bunch of game records out there this year you don't have to worry about Tyreek Hill hell how worried are you about Travis Kelsey right now Uh, I don't know he's he's looking at like a past his prime version of Travis Kelsey banged up version of Travis. So I, I just think we've been we've been talking about this. I think we talked about it before the first Chiefs game. Patrick Mahomes has a second-rate group of skill position players, at least for you know, in terms of his past seasons and his career, right? That's just a fact. That's the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs, which to me makes this more of an X's and O's kind of game. It's going to be a a game planning kind of game. It's going to be Andy Reid versus Sean McDermott. They're going to be trying to outscheme each other. And mm-hmm. I just I think like that, yeah. I like Sean McDermott in these kind of matchups, even against Andy Reid and Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. McDermott, even when he's got key injuries, can scheme up a defense. And if you're not just worrying about freaks on the other side of the ball that are just going to outrun your coverage like a Tyreek Hill can, uh, I kind of like Sean McDermott in these kind of games where he can just put his guys in position to make plays and frustrate the opposing quarterback, right? I mean, there was times where they made Mason Rudolph hold the ball because uh, there, there was this one awesome play where the Steelers ran like this hitch route on the sideline and McDermott ran his linebacker underneath and he took it away and Mason Rudolph's like crap, you know what I mean? And he was dead. He was dead in the mm. water. And it's like, that's a scheme thing. And I just think McDermott can scheme it up like the best of them. And if this is going to be an X's and O's game in, in terms of the bills, defense versus Mahomes and Reed, I, I kind of feel like it's at least a wash. I don't know if it's an advantage, advantage Kansas city, even if you know Bernard can't go, so that's just my gut pro Bills take on this one. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little. I am a little bit concerned. I guess also another key injury here is if Taylor Rapp gets back in the lineup, and at least at that point, because he's not exactly, you know, he's not going to be playing starting snaps. But is what the idea is is that he comes in for Terrell Dodson during passing downs, which means against Kansas City, he's going to have a pretty big role if he's out there because, you know, they're going to pass the ball a lot more than they're going to run it because they have Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, I think that that's an injury for me to watch too, along with, you know, the McDermott scheming him up. Um, I just think too, the the off-field narratives are going to also kind of be pushing the 
Chiefs in this one too. Uh, you know, in terms of the two that I'm looking at are, you know, the Kadarius Tony one. Um, you know, was it the right call? Yes, but the Bills were also fortunate to be on the right side of the right call. So we got to acknowledge that, and they're going to probably be pretty motivated by that being like, what the hell, we lost because of that. Um, and also, just we mentioned before, Mahomes never played in the playoffs uh, on the road, and I think he's going to also be m- motivated. Um, I feel like I stuttered there, and I almost said Mahada. Ma- what is that? Mahada? The yeah. commercial with yeah, like Travis the, Kelsey. Yeah, I feel like far. I almost said Mahada there or something. <laughs> um, I think he's going to be motivated there, too. Um, but, you know, to your point, I think it's fair to say that if you're thinking, if you're, if you're thinking right now who is the guy who could scheme things up maybe a little bit better between Reed and McDermott, it might be McDermott because he has shown a couple times throughout the season that, hey, like, look at these injuries. We're still making it happen. Um, Andy Reid's kind of just like, well, what do you expect me to do at this point? I got this guy, Kadarius Tony, lining up on the wrong <laughs> side. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess I will give the at least in this the game planning. You know, I, 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 even I got I think of that to to uh, Sean McDermott uh, pretty easily. Yeah, I just think he can at least make it a wash with uh, with Andy Reid and all the you know the trickery and the the brilliance of Andy Reid in that offense. I think Sean McDermott can mitigate some of that, even with injuries. And another reason I like the Bills too, Nick, is the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to run away from them. You know what I mean? Like, the Bills are going to be in the game, no matter what. Uh, you know, they're just going to hang in it. They're just That's just the way they are. Two of their six losses this year were in overtime. They didn't lose a game by more than six points. Like, I don't think that changes. I don't think Kansas City is explosive enough to run away from you. So the Bills are going to be in it. And I just think this team is more battle-tested than previous versions, right? We usually blast them for botching close games. So I think this year, even though it's even though it's their own kind of mistakes and turnovers and like situational blunders like the end of the first half against Miami, and they're just something about Miami in the end of the first half, right? The Bills can't figure it out against that team for some reason, yeah. but it's usually self-inflicted, and that's why some of these games have ended up closer and, and within a possession. But we do have to... Don't we have to give them credit for more than half of their wins this season being by a touchdown or less, including four of the six wins in this winning streak. Like they're playing a lot of close games and they're coming out on top this year. We've people and maybe us included have ripped them in the past for losing those games. Don't we have to give them credit, Nick, for winning those this year? Sure. Yeah. I think I, I, I've always kind of thought that that's a little bit of a interesting narrative in the NFL. Like the bills, this wasn't quite this year, but in years past, like they were knocked for blowing out teams like that was a bad thing. Like they didn't win close games, but they just kicked the crap out of everyone. Like what a terrible team they are for yep. winning by twenty. Yep. Like what? How is that even? How are we even having that conversation? I don't know. But or how were we having that conversation? I don't know. But yeah, you know, it is it is worth a worthwhile point to say. Yeah, they are winning these close games, too, as you're saying. And um, even uh, it's crazy enough covering some spreads uh, like they did last week. Although throughout the year they really haven't done that. Uh, which kind of factored into my decision to bet on the Steelers last week. I was like, well, I think the Bills are going to win, but you know, 10 points is a lot of points in the NFL. It so is. let's, yeah, I'll take 10 points and they almost got it. They almost got it. So, you know, I will defend myself on that. I didn't think the, <laughs> I didn't think the Bills were going to lose, but I also just didn't think they were going to cover. They just been covered this year, you know? And again, I guess that kind of rolls into our point here of them winning close games because they're getting all these Vegas big spreads, but they're winning them closer than the big spreads Vegas is giving them. So, yeah. Yeah, the Bills, I uh, have it right in front of me here. The Bills have won six straight, but they're just 5-4-1 and one against the spread in their last 10. 
Yeah, uh, so yeah. I think they're in, yeah in the year maybe they're like six and something. I can't remember. I usually look at it every week when I write up the odds, and I'm sorry, people, I haven't written up the odds article yet. It's on my to-do list, I promise. It won't stop you from you know, putting Everyone's your... eagerly awaiting that at Bill's Wire. What <laughs> yeah. are the odds, Nick? What are the odds? We have no other means to get them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They rely on you for the <laughs> odds, and they rely on your parlay as well. Um, yeah. They definitely yeah, do. when they like making donations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are some reasons, I think, uh, to feel okay about the bills in this game, feel good about them. I do. There are some some things to worry about as well, and let's get into that. So, the first meeting against the Chiefs, we just mentioned it there with uh, Kadarius Tony on the final play. The Chiefs also played without Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, and one of their most important <laughs> linebackers, Drew Tranquil, in that game. Both will be back, so that's a concern, right? The Chiefs will have more horses this year, this this time than the regular season game. Also, Kansas City defense, they're on fire. You know what I mean? Like we talked about McDermott versus Reed, and that's going to be a good matchup. But what about Steve Spagnolo versus Josh Allen and Joe Brady? Um, that's mm-hmm. that's going to be a really interesting matchup, especially since the Chiefs just not only dominated Miami, they held them to seven points. And I just want to say, I speaking of betting, Nick, I bet on Miami in that game. I just thought, all right, I'm not going to overreact to the weather. I think Miami can go in there and play fine in the cold. And a big reason I bet on them is because last year. With Skylar Thompson, they went into a cold weather game in, against Buffalo in the playoffs and played mm-hmm. pretty well. They put up thirty points, so I'm like, Miami yeah. can play in the cold. I'm not going to overreact to that. And oh my god, those soft Dolphins—they looked miserable. Yeah. They looked cold. They didn't want to be out there. Kansas City beat them, beat them by kicking field goals. You know what I mean? Like it was nothing special, but that Miami team is soft. But again, Kansas City held held one of the most explosive offenses in football to seven points. I mean, is there a better defensive player in football right now than Legereus Sneed, their corner? Like, he is mm-hmm. just, he's unbelievable. He's routinely shutting down the top receiver on the other side. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of Stefan Diggs in this one. And it's going to be hard to get the ball to Diggs when Sneed's on him, right? So, Kansas City's defense, Nick, what do you think about that? That's, they're a concern. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, even though Gabe Davis doesn't exactly uh, pop off the stat sheet all the time, he does find a way to pop up in these games yep and um i felt last week the bills kind of missed his deep threat ability in the passing game i mean you did have the 20 30 something our touchdown to dalton Kincaid, but you know that was really it um the, i don't think teams are really respecting uh Deont- deontay hardy's uh speed going deep um a lot i mean allen played great last week but in this week's report card i gave him an a minus because i was like okay he ran the ball like that was awesome that that's up Touchdown was awesome. Um, 52 yarder. Um, he had three three scores in the air. Didn't turn the ball over. That was awesome. But he barely had 200 yards passing. So I was like, God, you know, they're not really, you know, spreading the ball out crazy good. Stefan Diggs had seven catchers. That was good to see. But also uh, the big plays we were used to seeing still kind of missing from Diggs. Um, so I think to your point with the injuries with the Chiefs are having, I think it's going to be, it would be pretty big if the Bills did get Gabe Davis back. As someone who has bashed Gabe Davis throughout this year, I think it would be big to get him back. I guess you're raising concerns. I would say my concern is, is Gabe Davis going to play? Yeah, and he's had, and he had four touchdowns against them. I was going to say, he's, I mean, had, come on. he's had good playoff <laughs> he had games. He had four touchdowns against them before, people. Let's be honest, we're really going with this one. <laughs> he did have some good games against them in the playoffs in the past, right? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, I think another reason, though, to worry in this one, Nick, and you mentioned it, the game getting pushed to Monday for the Bills, well, that's put them on a short week, 
right? And the Chiefs played their game at home on Saturday. So although they are traveling to Buffalo, they've had extra recovery and prep time for this game. And I just, that can't be understated. That's that's a big deal. Um, uh, I think it's good that Buffalo's home. It'd be worse if they had to travel for this game, obviously. But the fact that the Chiefs got to play on Saturday night and the Bills had to wait until Monday. Oh, and never mind, there's supposed to be another, what, one to two feet of snow coming midweek here with more lake effect snow in Buffalo. Like, I don't know. How's that going to affect the Bills and their prep? Like, it's tough. They're in a tough spot there. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Uh, I'm sure they'll be ready to go in the game. I just think the rest factor is big, especially when you look at the injury report for the Bills and how long it is. The fact that Kansas City got to play a home game on Saturday and the Bills had to wait till Monday is a big deal. It's a big deal. They have extra rest. At this time of the year in particular, yeah. And here's just another one I have, Nick. I think the Chiefs could... I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs have a good start in the game because I just think the Bills played what amounts to two playoff games against Miami and Steelers. I'll, I'll call that first game a, a playoff game as well. And I just think these are two soft-ass teams. You know what I mean? Like, I just think the Dolphins... I said it earlier, Tua, the Dolphins... Charmin soft, in my opinion, just not a tough team. And I think the Steelers, like the persona doesn't really match like the product, right? Like we think of the Steelers as the big, bad Steelers. And I just think they're a soft team, man. Mike Tomlin had to call out effort issues throughout the year. They've had guys flat out quitting on plays, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens throughout the season. They were literally dropping the football in this game. Let's like, point to... uh Let's point to Minka Fitzpatrick didn't really give the best effort. I was going to say just 58, two yards. Just bouncing off of Josh Allen, uh, who was Patrick Peterson as well, had him dead to rights on a sack and Allen just wiggled off of him. It's like they weren't tackling. They were dropping the football. uh, Some horrible turnovers in that first half that really got the bills rolling 21, nothing. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think those are both really soft teams, Pittsburgh and Miami. And you look back at the winning streak ever since that first chiefs game, that obviously could have gone either way at the end. You played Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. That was a nice game by them against the Packers. Yeah. Dallas, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. Those are your last five games. And now you have a playoff matchup against Kansas City, who are tough. They're physical. They've been in a million big games like this. They're not rattled by bad weather. They're not going to be rattled by the, you know, the opposing crowd, even though they haven't played a road playoff game in Patrick Mahomes' tenure. Uh, they're just not going to make this easy on you. And the Bills are going to have to play, I think Josh Allen said this post game, but they're going to have to play their best game overall, all three phases to beat Kansas City because that's just what it is. Even though Kansas City isn't the same team, like I don't I don't think they're as good as they've been in years past. They're still tough, man, and they're not going to make it easy like the Dolphins and the Steelers did. So this is going to be a really tough game. And I just think this the Bills could be in for a rude awakening because they haven't played a tough team like this in a while. Like they have played... A bunch of soft-ass teams, in my opinion. And I think if the Chiefs have a better first quarter than the Bills, I would not be surprised. Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. No, I mean, the the best teams that they've played down the stretch, really, you know, like you referenced there, were haven't been very good headlines lately. So, um, I mean, the Chiefs have been up and down throughout this year, but, you know, that adversity is kind of something that the Bills are riding too. So it's not exactly two exact teams mirroring each other, but not too far off, I would say. Uh, two good teams that are have their doubters for sure. So, as I said, the line has stayed right at minus three for the Bills. They're three point favorites in this one at home. So generally, what what amounts to a coin flip out in Vegas, right? The sports books. The under is at forty five and a half. Earlier in the week, it was at forty six. I 
The under is five and two in the Chiefs' last seven games as underdogs. Uh, and I just, mm. I like the under. I, I think that's my favorite bet, Nick, as we get to our predictions portion of the show, as we always do. Uh, mm. I like the under in the game. I just think the chess match between McDermott and Reed, I think McDermott will wear, will win his fair share. Again, I don't think the Chiefs are that great on offense this year, even with Mahomes. And I think on the other side, the Bills are going to have their problems with the Chiefs defense too because the Chiefs are on fire. They're great up front. They have great coverage. Like they're they're tough against the run. Like, uh, are they going to let Josh Allen run all over them? Maybe. I don't know if any team can stop that. You know what I mean? Like when you spread them out, Josh Allen steps back and then buys time and then runs. I don't. I don't think. I don't think any team can stop that. The Bills will win their fair share of series, but overall, I think it's going to be a tight defensive kind of game. So my favorite bet is the under. Um, what's your favorite bet right now? If Kansas City is at three and you got them at three, I think I might go with that just because it's two good teams. And when it's two good teams, I always feel good about taking extra points. Does that mean I'm saying that the Bills are going to lose? I'm not exactly saying that, but just taking some extra points here. You know, the Bills win by a field goal and you, you know, you got you got three in your pocket already. <laughs> it sounds good to me. I would I'd be surprised if this game is decided by three or four, you know, more than three or four on either side, whether it's the Chiefs or Bills yeah. win. It could be one of those those four point spreads, like what am I thinking of twenty one seventeen something like that. That kind of four point spread that you could easily see, but more than three or four points on either side. I don't know. I think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be fourth quarter. Who's got it last? Kind of thing. You know what I mean? Who yeah. doesn't screw it up? Uh, but yeah, I taking Mahomes and the three points is it's hard to pass that up uh, if you're looking at it from a betting perspective. I I guess I would lean Chiefs. I think I like the Bills to win it though. Um, they're just you know, if any team's going to knock off the, the Chiefs and, and end their little run here, the Bills feel like a good pick to do it at home on a six-game win streak with the offense clicking Josh Allen playing out of his mind lately. Like, uh, I I, I want to say the Bills win a close game here, but I don't know I don't know if they win it by a touchdown. I, I think it's a close one. So that I would lean Chiefs to the under. That's what, that's what I would lean. I, I'd take the three points. Uh, but you're, you're thinking the Bills win this one? Nick, what's your uh, money line pick? <sighs> that's tough. It is tough, tough, isn't it? It's a great um, game. It is very tough to pick a winner here. I think it's a lot easier to pick the spread, if I'm being honest with you. Um, the one thing that the Bills do have here, because I like to ride these narratives, is you know you see a couple of these things where they just feel like that team of destiny. So, yeah, it's hard to pick against the Bills uh, in terms of money line winner, loser. Uh, so I'll go with them, but I'm strongly going to say that I feel better about picking the Chiefs points um, just because and honestly I think if you flip this right and you put the Bills at plus three I would say yeah the Bills and plus three 100% just it really doesn't even matter who has the plus three I'm just going with the team that has a plus three three because I'm like these are two good teams I think it's gonna be back and forth I I do not see anyone getting out to a 14 point lead like the Bills did last week Um, so yeah yeah uh, I'm, I'm I'm much more comfortable saying plus three to either of these teams whoever FanDuel wants to give me plus or dead mgm or whoever you want to use gives gives you plus three that's what i'm that's what i'm feeling good about it just feels like a good week to have those three points in your pocket i'm with you man yeah so in the hypothetical situation that there's a million feet of snow and they have to move the game to cleveland and it's a pick them you're, you're saying you'd go with buffalo i think yeah, yeah. i think yeah, yeah. it's it's hold, hold me to it yeah it's just i i guess feel way more comfortable about the three points um you know, I, I know I'm teetering a line here a little bit, but <laughs> you're right. Offense. That's that's expertly done right there. What are you guys working on for Bills Wire right now, Nick? Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of your uh, usual coverage. And we're definitely going to be on top of all these 
the injuries. It feels like earlier in the year again, except it's a lot colder out, you know. <laughs> Monitoring 15 injuries right now. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, come to us for all your Bills injury updates because uh, they're going to keep me busy this week, folks. So I'll be, I'll be glad, I'd be very glad uh, to, you know, had to uh, be that uh, that branch of knowledge to you. And I promise you whenever I can find something about the Bills and Taylor Swift, I will be posting it. We didn't mention her this whole show, but you you clearly want to get 30 seconds on, on, on in on Taylor. Go ahead. I had to. I had to. I mean, I, I knew at the end of our our, our coverage um, on, uh, on, uh, on Monday, I keep forgetting what day, the day that game was on. Uh, this time of the year, man, everything that it's just, you know, every day is the same day. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the uh, last game there, I knew one of our top stories was going to be, and we don't even know if she's actually going to be there. Like, she might not go to this game, but, you know, Bill's Mafia just shout out to you guys for the funny posts on social media. Cause we, I went through and I carved through all the funny ones that I thought about Taylor Swift coming through to Buffalo. And that story has gotten me so, uh, so many views and comments and everything that people are laughing about it. This is hilarious. You know, Bill's mafia trolling Taylor Swift coming to Buffalo. <laughs> so cause it's like Taylor Swift in Buffalo. What? It's hard to pitch. Apparently she would, apparently she's played, uh, people listening will know the Erie County fair. It's like, uh, you know, big, big fair and uh you know apparently she played maybe played there when she was like super young or something did something there when she was super young uh so i don't know <laughs> so her being here now at the height of the most famous person on earth basically is just funny <laughs> yeah does highmark stadium even have like a nice enough suite for taylor and her her posse you know what i mean like- well that's one of the jokes that's going around is that when they have um alumni go to games uh, they sit them in this. There's a thing Tequila Spikes tweeted out where he was complaining about it that like the alumni booth they put them in is like a joke and you can't even see the full field. <laughs> so everyone's like, put them in the Tequila Spikes booth so you can't see the game. <laughs> it's uh, kind of funny, yeah. So good. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but like Nick said, Bill's Wire is the place to be to stay up to date on everything leading up to kickoff injuries. Right, Gabe Davis, uh, Terrell Bernard. Taylor Rapp, Razul Douglas, tons of guys on this injury report that we're going to want information on. Nick's got it all covered on Bill's Wire. Uh, And for Nick Wotton, I'm Ryan O'Leary. As always, thanks for joining us here on the pod. We'll catch you after Bill's Chiefs can't wait. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.